Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Okay. Uh, we're we're recording this on Monday, April fifth, uh, before the beginning of the NCAA men's basketball championship game, which will finally draw to a close the season of March Madness. Uh, but in the spirit of March Madness, another podcast that I listen to, Sports with Katie Nolan, uh, spends the month of March doing kind of uh, you know uh, fictional topic brackets in the in the same way that we we did our uh basketball states bracket a few weeks back and i was out for a a long sort of hike through my neighborhood a couple weekends ago a constitutional if you will yes i've I've become a, a huge fan of the uh particularly the morning constitutional, but in this case, it was an afternoon constitutional. And I uh, was listening to this, that, that week's episode and realized, uh, you know, maybe two thirds of the way through my walk. Should I got to stop at the grocery store on my way back and get some cereal? Um, yeah, they, I, they did a I, they did a cereal bracket, and I just so many memories flooded back, and I I stopped at the Publix on my way home, and bought a a number of boxes of different kinds of cereals that I don't know for sure if I'm comfortable disclosing on the pod. <laughs> well, it, it you was know, four. I, I think oh well the the number I was thinking more of the the slight embarrassment of of what you purchased because I mean cereal it does have um there are cereals that bill themselves as as something that's healthy I mean I'm writing notes here and I think of cereal in some ways like when you call it cereal it's like less pretentious granola even though granola is cereal just like muesli is like euro cereal and but but there's also so there there are things that are like billed as like kind of healthy like you're you're eating granola but with some kind of dairy product or faux dairy product but then there's also nostalgia bit and max when we kind of mentioned this i feel like your first thought for cereal was not the less pretentious granola it was like give me the sugar that i saw on an advertisement that i don't even know if they're allowed to show anymore it was so you know uh uh just dangerously persuasive for children not advertise for them anymore i don't know i bet they can but i think yeah i think fruit loops and frosted flakes and cocoa puffs and reese's puffs and captain crunch and that's my cereal (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna go get some probably not tonight but maybe tomorrow yeah it's it's very um maybe tonight uh, I've been, um, and it's interesting you mentioned potentially getting it tonight, and and maybe this is how things have changed, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but I have found, found myself having it in the mornings a little bit, but um, <laughs> if anything, over the last few years, and I was not a cereal eater growing up, the instances when I've eaten it are honestly as 
dessert, <laughs> which is very <laughs> appropriate. Um, I would do like occasionally I'd come back from like the gym or just, you know, I don't really go out there and buy ice cream because I don't know, it felt kind of weird, but you might have some odds and ends, you know, milk in the fridge from other things I'm making. And then I'm like, well, I might as well get some cereal or uh, Greek yogurt, any kind of yogurt with the cereal. And then it's more like a, a topping unless it's mm-hmm. milk and then you have to do all of it. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a, a different appreciation for it now um, for what it is as opposed to thinking it, it is a reasonable breakfast. Yeah, you, you hit on a, a lot of the things that, that came up on, on this podcast. Uh, one, cereal is arguably better at other times of the day than it is at breakfast. Two, uh, cereal is a surprisingly good thing to eat after a workout. And three, we've all, uh, uh, when we were kids, we were all sold a giant bill of goods about whether or not cereal was good for you because it's not uh it is not at all at least no cereal that is enjoyable to eat in any way i was gonna question that i'm, I'm curious and I, i'm curious if there are some cereals that are that are maybe better for you i can't imagine that there's many because they're sort of just carbs but i'm also curious if we're if we're talking at all about hot cereal like is, is oatmeal a hot cereal or I, well I, for this for the purpose of this conversation we're talking about like cold. dry cereal that would typically be eaten with milk. I mean, definitionally, yes. Oatmeal is a hot cereal because cereal is just some like you know it's grains and, and it's grains so in, in right now. It's very um, hot. But but no, we're we're talking about dry cereal, cold cereal, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, in a bowl with milk. Um, I, I'm I'm a fan of sliced banana or maybe topping it with some berries mm. uh, so yeah there's no healthy cereal that fits into that category i don't think there's, I mean, there's maybe some I, that are slightly less empty i don't calorie think wise. well okay so healthy is a, a a weird word that kind of doesn't yes. really mean anything but uh, yeah i i think that i think that there's a a, a wide gradation on the is this a nutritional atom bomb to throw into your day scale Uh, it is not a a, they are not high value calories maybe like you would say that a soda is not they are not high value calories they are not going to sustain you well i feel like you run into the same thing with cereal because it is so sugar packed frequently frequently right but there still is like a core difference between like kashigoline and Mm -hmm. reese's puffs Yes, there's it, it's it gets into like there there are probably some complex greens in there and and I think that you can get a little. Uh, to, one thing I like about cereal a lot, um, and and not so much the the dairy product you put it in is is the crunchiness mm-hmm. and and I think that is a the a big thing with with all of this and and I think sometimes with the different textures you'll get and even like something like a honey bunches of oats which has like. These clusters, and I, I bought a box last week. I, you know, me was too. On sale. That was one of oh, my wait. four. It was, it was. Well, they, there are a lot of bogo deals on the cereal Ooh, aisle, which nice. is what what I did. Um, but they throw in things like almonds, or, or you know, maybe you get a dried fruit situation. Um, and that, and those textures, it's it's really it's really hiding things. You're like, oh, this is fine, but like, 
the dried fruit is probably also encased in sugar and oh, those clusters sure. <laughs> the clusters the reason that they are together is because it's basically corn syrup or, or something of that <laughs> nature um uh you know that that is this gotten together i realize as we're discussing this that we are we are talking about cereal totally we didn't even think about this at all cereal after a, a certain cereal incident that will not be discussed on this podcast yeah, but it, that, it's that certain <laughs> it certainly will not that um, cereal is very good though i will say i haven't had it in a long time i gotta tell you i was never really a fan of that cereal what for what, whatever cere- reason. what cereal it's uh shrimp and toast crunch <laughs> what oh cinnamon to- oh yeah I didn't really like that either, but everyone else was. There was also a, wasn't there a was French toast a crunch? crunch? Yes, that yes, the same groups of people really liked. So that gets into something that that maybe as we try to be more esteemed about this, I think that there are certain flavors that that you get with cereal that I think are really cool. Maybe you don't get elsewhere as like a something close to a meal are are very uh, central. We mentioned peanut butter. Um, there's a lot of chocolate cereal out there. Oh, yeah. um, there are a lot of cereals with honey in the honey. name. Uh, and then uh, finally, cinnamon. cinnamon, which the idea of cinnamon being central to your plate is so strange. Now, it's all paired with peanut butter sugar, cinnamon sugar. Um, but I, I think that's also really kind of fun about cereal is that it's it's really a, a left turn for, for your palate of a lot of i mean honestly a lot of savory stuff this is one of the it is effectively dessert but it is a time when your palate can like focus on very different flavors sugar but flavors <laughs> so one of the things that i i find interesting thinking about that just now is you know that like on one end of the cereal spectrum you have things like kashigolin that are marketing themselves essentially as health foods mm-hmm and then on the other end of the spectrum, you just have like candy companies being like, "This is a a safe way to eat our candy for breakfast." No, like, like the like fact Oreo that Reese's O's. Puffs, Oreo O's, Cookie Crisp exist. Like those were dreamed up by lunatics who should be locked under a jail for for advertising drugs to kids, right? But, but it's also, and this is what's weird about the cereal box is is iconic in a way, but it's, oh it also God, feels yes. like, it, but it also feels like such a terrible container because you open it, it has the dumb flaps, the, and then the there's bag the plastic inside bag. is a nightmare and a half. <laughs> but but the actual shapes of uh, of what's in there and the way they work is so cool because because you can have like something like Reese's Puffs, which which get get pretty. Um, damp very quickly get get waterlogged but then you have something like a corn pop too which has like this sugar lacquer on on top and then they float and and they don't really get wet as much but then you also have things like um cocoa and fruity pebbles which i don't know how you would explain that it's almost like the the um it's almost like contact lenses like tried out contact lenses that like become this really cool interplay with with the the dairy you've got in there if i don't know if you've got almond or regular milk or whatever but there's there for how lame the packaging is in in some ways mm-hmm. the the actual product inside that there's there's some genius stuff going on I, there that i, just that I don't realized, give credit um, to i hope my parents still have it cuz they recently downsized their home but uh, certainly up until they moved we had a, an unopened box of Flutie Flakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Which, if you don't recall, were the Doug Flutie version of uh, corn, Frosted Corn Flakes. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 
So yeah, just just speaking of cereal boxes, and cereal boxes, there's a cultural thing there. Like the cereal boxes is also where the t- the missing children are on the side, or there's that milk containers. That's milk. Well, there's box but tops there. where you can raise money. You can raise ten cents for your under the Wheaties school. box. The, can the government pay for your school? No, but you can get five cents if you eat cereal from the big sugar, <laughs> big corn. Very generous of them. Thank you, big corn. Um, yeah. At the Wheaties box, there would be games on them as oh, well. Yeah, They're very Wheaties. interactive. Um, how how do we know who our sports heroes like, you know, SI as a magazine <clears throat> is dying. So how do we know who our sports heroes are if not for the Wheaties box? Yeah, the, the Sports Illustrated for kids is not is not coming through that mail what slot anymore. What a good anymore. magazine that was. Yeah, that's for a different day. But I a I, I agree. Pivotal part of my childhood. Another interesting thing, speaking of cereal boxes, and then we can get back to a, a main thread, but I'm, I'm just, it reminds me, you guys remember those, like, variety pack of mini mm-hmm. cereal boxes? Mm-hmm. And they were always way too small, but it was like the cool, as a kid, it was like the coolest thing ever, because you'd get these little tiny adorable boxes of, like, Fruit Loops and Frosted Flakes all in one package. I mean, that was the best. Well, well what, what, <laughs> those were all one serving size that's yes, that's the size is... that a bowl of cereal is supposed to be <laughs> yeah and well, you i mix think three that... together and it was an appropriate meal and i think <laughs> i mean that gets back you've you've hit on the two the two kid things i think i've realized as, as an as an adult is i do sometimes also have cereal in the morning but the way i'm having it in, in the morning a lot is it is a little bit but probably actually that serving size you're mentioning max on top of yogurt and maybe there's some berries. So like it is an accessory to the breakfast as opposed to the the focal point of, well, of the that's breakfast. how it was always marketed, right? It was part of a balanced breakfast and then they'd show it with like a salad or something. Well, well no, they'd show it with eggs, like and, eggs and bacon, bacon. <laughs> and toast. Like the idea of eating toast and cereal in the same meal seems particularly <laughs> brain diseased. And and we've talked before about how silly that breakfast is. Given of course, what wh- what do we do all day? We sit oh, in front of screens. A separate glass of milk, but also orange juice oh, and yes. coffee. Oh. <laughs> and depending on when you saw that advertisement, probably a half pack of cigarettes. <laughs> but so so, I uh, I I said that Sports Illustrated for kids was a, a formative part of my childhood, and. A thing that really was not a formative part of my childhood so much was what you probably would term as like kid cereals. Uh, you know, in in my house there was not a lot of uh, there, there certainly were were no Reese's Puffs. We, there was maybe the odd box of Cocoa Pebbles every once in a while, but for the most part, you know. I was, uh, <clears throat> I, I was socialized as a youngin to to enjoy uh, Quaker oatmeal squares, which are like an oat version of frosted mini wheats, basically, uh, but without the fun frosting. Although we had frosted mini wheats too. Those are just mini wheats, <laughs> and they're not nearly as good. <laughs> uh, and my all-time favorite cereal, which is perfect yogurt topping with berries mm. uh grape nuts not a grape uh, or a nut no I, neither I, of those I, things at all i feel like 
and I've I didn't have grape nuts until I was probably like 22 years old or something. But you missed out on the them, glory years, baby. I didn't because when I had them, I'm like, these have to soak in this the, the milk for a long time because they're basically just steel cut oats that have been toasted, so they're yeah. extra firm. <laughs> well, but you but you also just talked about at the beginning uh, about how your favorite part of the cereal is the crunch and i think that that is mostly tr- like there's there's no cereal crunchier than grape nuts but i think for me the thing if i can wax philosophical about cereal for a second i i realized as i was eating a bowl of cereal for lunch today because i couldn't decide what to eat and i didn't have a ton of time before i needed to get back to work um was that I really love how the bowl of cereal changes from start to finish. I like the crunch at the beginning, but the the sort of besogged cereal halfway through is really great too. Yeah. So this is where this is where I'm gonna admit to some things that are gonna get some some maybe maybe some threats via email to the some pod. Emails for um, sure. Well, it's interesting you mentioned grape nuts being crunchy. So I don't particularly like crunchy food, and I really didn't as a kid. So when I ate cereal, I would let it soak in the milk for a while before I ate it. And with grape nuts, I would add a lot of sugar. <laughs> so I, I, I remember grape nuts really fondly. I think of grape nuts as cereal I like. But the way I ate them was that I'd put them in a, you know, I put them in a bowl, add a bunch of milk, put in like four or five teaspoons of sugar, stir it up, wait 10 minutes, and then eat it. You so like I wasn't grape really, nuts I was eating smoothies. like melted ice cream. Yeah, yeah huh? basically you did overnight oats on a very yeah. uh, a very quick schedule. Yeah. I called it grape, grape nuts, nuts smoothies. Are good still. They're still good. Yeah. They taste good. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm more into the crunch now. I think if I go out and get cereal now, I'm with Sean. I actually do think I like that it kind of – it's it's a it's a dynamic texture, right? It changes depending on how quickly you eat it. But you don't get that when you eat it with with yogurt, or at least not as maybe at a little tiny bit, but not not the same, right, Pierce? <clears throat> yeah, and I think that that kind of uh, that kind of gives away what I'm there for is is that I am committed to the crunch um, in a way that that I also some, the cereals I buy the ones that I actually will just put in milk, uh, which after this I'm probably actually going to have some honey bunches of oats in milk because this is ruining me in a lot of ways um but i usually have like the 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 kashi cereals and some other ones that i buy that they're so dense like the the pieces and everything that they don't really get damp or or if anything at the end they will they have like holes or something on them so that'll just like spin off and that'll be what's left in the bottom i'm like i'm not really interested in what are basically like uh the kind of the texture of peanuts like the the film on peanuts like i don't really want to eat that i, I can leave the milk for for shame in in the sink mm. well see you've brought me right to where i wanted to talk about next when you talk about the milk is um cereal milk which has become which is it's almost its own thing mm-hmm. right i mean that's another that's wonderful part of cereal that oh you know it, it's usually i mean i think of it fondly with with specifically sweet cereals but even non-sweet cereals even unsweetened grape nuts impart so much flavor into the milk that when you're done with the cereal you still get to enjoy the cereal milk 
Yeah, I think cereal milk is is a delicacy among very particular degenerates. That that um, I the the cereal milk thing that I will mention that I remember being brought up, and I at the time because I was probably like sixteen, seventeen years old, um, I did not understand either of these things. But the idea was that the milk from fruity pebbles is what Line and Kugel tasted like. Um, someone would always <laughs> tell this to me, and I still have really had neither, so I can't attest to this. I would say there is no part of the cereal experience that I find less essential as a 29-year-old than the cereal milk. Part of it is just that, like, once you're an adult and you know how to pour the right quantity of milk into a goddamn bowl of cereal, you just get it right. You get it right yeah. the first time. But also, like, I'm I'm much closer to 30 than I am to 20. I'm certainly much closer to 30 than I was to 10. I don't need to be, like, slurping milk out of a bowl like a yeah. lunatic or a cat anymore. You remember those those plastic? That's why you got to get the. You remember the plastic bowls that had the straw built into the side, so you could drink your cereal milk what while you were eating here? it. You you those said are... you said a certain kind of degenerate. I guess we have found that degenerate. It's also a thing where, like, I think as a function of the kind of cereal you eat. Like, I was not always eating cereals that made for like particularly fun milk it would mostly just make for like marginally sweetened milk and mm. who who needs it who's got the time yeah see if you yeah. eat like cocoa puffs or fruit loops you get very special milk aka chocolate milk or fruity milk also <laughs> yeah. the other thing that i learned is that now extra milk is fodder for bowl one and a half Mm. So so here's the thing about very special milk. I would say that one thing that's consistent in in the, you know our age group's life is very special milk is still you know this dairy like product that has a bunch of oats in it because <laughs> we've we've gone from <laughs> very special milk that is like ridden with your cocoa puffs to now it is ridden with actual oats or however they make oat milk or, or almonds or, or whatever. Um, oh my the god! Other... You're pouring cereal on your cereal. <laughs> oh, it, it's cerealception. Ah. But but the other thing about drinking that cereal milk is is that reminds me of the the you know Sean you mentioned getting the proportions right. The least that I was not a cereal eater when I was growing up. My brother was really into it, so it was always around like Frosted Flakes stuff like that. But um, you did also have to drink milk at at most meals uh, as a youth, and I really, really disliked that. And so that is too that is too close to that. And and I I don't I didn't like that then. I don't like it now. So if there's this empty bowl of milk, I'm trying to minimize that because I don't want to feel the guilt of not not eating something that is food waste. But also, I do not want to drink just the milk plain, even if it's even if it's uh, pretending to be sugared in some way. I'm not here for that. Like I said, bowl one and a half, baby. Yeah, even if it's good for your bones and 
What else did they tell us? That's it's the, the only source of calcium in listen, your life. Listen, listen, you listen to our other big cow lobby podcast if you want to hear about about some of these. I these I love chicanery. milk. I think milk is that's, delicious. That's but, fine. You can have but rem- I remnants of my bowl. Yeah. Well, I don't think I want that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get we'll just get a really long straw <laughs> straw bowl. Yeah. All right. So you've made me think that I I, I want to maybe close with or go to everyone's favorite cereals but i realize after saying that that i don't know what my answer would be because i haven't really had cereal in so long that my favorite is going to be what my favorite was when i was 15 (laughs) right well here's what i can tell you i i can help you out and and tell you that now i i have a recent cereal purchase under my belt and i went as an adult with a job and disposable income had the run of the cereal aisle and I picked out four boxes and they were grape nuts, Quaker oatmeal squares, honey bunches of oats and uh, the poster child for the fact that cereal is not actually a nutritious thing for your breakfast. Raisin bran. Raisin bran. Yeah. Yeah. Raisin Raisin bran. I love raisin bran. I can get behind that. The honey bunches of oats. I understand it's very popular. It's it's a little too crunchy for me. I think you already suggested it really doesn't get soggy, mm. so it, it I don't really enjoy it. Oh that what? One. But it's, maybe as an adult that like it'll get soggy. Seventy percent of that cereal is cornflakes. Yeah. Isn't that one it'll the one that's soggy. like full of nuts? No, it's got like clusters. There's like an there is like an almond I think there is an almond flavor okay. that where the clusters might be a little I'll, more. I'll try solid, it again. I'll but... I'll try to get one of those variety boxes. Um, I, yeah, I mean, the Honey Bunches of Oats, I think that's a really good candidate, um, because it, it's very tasty. I mentioned the Kashi stuff. They've got an all honey almond one, which is good. They've got a chocolate one, which is good if you're into that thing. They also have a peanut butter one, which is really delightful. I don't know what to compare it to, but it really is like you're taking spoons of, of like peanut butter, um, that's just wrapped around very small pieces of oat-like things. Um, I think those are all great. Also, if yeah. you're a Trader Joe's person, I just had the maple pecan cluster cereal a couple weeks ago, which is kind of like it's it's very similar to Honey Bunches of Oats. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here for the crunch. I'm here for some different textures, Fair. which make me feel like I'm eating something that is less pretentious granola. Mm. But, I think if I were to go, I think I would go more on the nostalgia route, and I would I think the ones that I, the two that I'm craving are the two or three that I had the most are either uh, Honey Nut Cheerios, Cinnamon Life, really good. I might, Cinnamon mm. Life is good. Or Frosted Mini Wheats. I think I'd have to get one of those just to remind myself of, I mean, that was, that was breakfast every day for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is a, a better and more accessible thing because it's probably, I, I would imagine it probably sits more clearly in your mind. And this is, a, a great way to to wrap up was there a cereal what was the cereal that when you were growing up was like the out of reach thing what was the forbidden fruit of cereals for you for me i mean yeah for uh, all of us i mm-hmm. think my gut is tricks 
because they had so many ads and the rabbit and like like all those kind of tricks and Oreo like any cereal that was kind of like blatantly candy mm-hmm. was sort of off limits for my house. Like I said, I bought the ones that the one the three I just said are all very sugary, but they all come in brown boxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, tricks came in like a very bright colored with the so i think yeah it's probably tricks back when they were still shaped like fruit i think because then they switched them to be little like pebbles like fruity pebbles or something and i was like i don't want yeah but so probably like tricks with fruit shapes although cookie crisp cookie crisp i don't even think was a thing when we were kids and if it was i had never heard of it the first time i heard of cookie crisp i think i was 20 something and i still think of that a lot yeah, I, I that that's what I was gonna say is I was gonna I was gonna say Reese's Puffs, but I think that mm. we had those a few times, um, and like they're really not that worse. But Cookie Crisp, that's where the line is drawn. I think we probably had that like once because it's if I remember correctly, it's not even good. Like it's somehow <laughs> well, that's somehow it's sh- sugar and it still tastes bad. I, I'm so glad you said that. So Cookie Crisp was a thing when we were young, and I I sort of have this recollection of being like. Yeah, even I know that's bullshit. <laughs> even I know that that's sort of a scam. It's in the name. But but for for at least some period of time, my cereal white whale was Apple Jacks. Oh, that's a that's a pretty good one. That's a You know uh, what? No it's not. No yeah, it isn't. Apple Jacks are kind of terrible. That's fine. I, I actually I, I, I realized what mine really was, and it's the worst answer. It's perfect. My forbidden fruit cereal was Lucky Charms. Ooh, <laughs> a cereal that is so, classic. like, doesn't even pretend. It's like, hey, there's these, like, boring brown pieces like your other cereal, and then we threw in a bunch of marshmallows. Like, it's it's making you dream of what, you, what your spola of cereal could be without even being that creative. You're just adding a bunch of marshmallows to it. Right. There's some bland, there's, like, bland alphabets and then like broken up meringue cookies essentially yeah but lucky you know, charms milk is good c- you know what's cereal. not good though lucky charms beer <laughs> it's, it's not remember good. yes oh, yeah. i'm aware and that gets to just one final thing which is that you know cereal marketing feels really evil because it's targeted kids but ultimately they're adults making decisions the same adults that decide that buying a Lucky Charms beer is a good idea, you know. So I mean, it's just it's it's up to us to to save the children, as always. Nostalgia can be good. Nostalgia can be poison. Lucky Charms beer is nostalgia poison, one hundred percent, pure and simple. Sorry to whoever whoever brewed that. Don't uh don't don't come after us. Uh, okay. Well, now that we've all taken a nice trip down memory lane, uh, I think we should move on to Pierce is Sorry. What are you apologizing for today? So um, one thing, you know, in in the spirit of of changing opinions, I think that is fitting that that I had a realization uh, recently um, as I was doing many, many loads of laundry. um, That, that I was wrong about wool dryer balls. I think wool dryer balls are actually quite good. Um, I now, for probably two plus years, maybe actually maybe three, I have not purchased any dryer sheets at all. I've used the balls. And 
uh, I think they work well. I had to learn that you should use all six of them, even if you have small loads. That's part of the deal, having the six of them. Um, but I feel like I had strong opinions about them not working. And really, the apology is, is I guess, directed at people in New Zealand, specifically the, the sheep there, because they're really turning out a wonderful product and I'm glad that that I can can appreciate what the, the sheep are doing because these wool dryer balls I think are pretty pretty cool and actually I've grown to like the sound of them in the dryer like bouncing around. So um, this is really a, a a an apology for for being wrong about wool dryer balls because wool dryer balls are are great and um, I really don't know what bounce sheets are going to do to me long term. So uh, not that I was worried about that, but. It's another thing that has to get thrown away, and and limiting that seems a decent idea. So up the sheep, huzzah! Um, okay, well, been kind of struggling to think of what the big idea from pop culture would be uh, this week because I've mostly have just been immersed in either watching basketball, which has been really excellent on both the men's and the women's side. Uh, and reading Inverting the Pyramid by Jonathan Wilson. Um, oh. But even even I am not enough of a sadist to recommend that other people read a book about the history of soccer tactics uh, because I am pretty confident that whoever you are, you are not as bi- quite as big a dork as I am. So uh, learning how the uh wm evolved into the 424 in uruguay and argentina is probably not your bowl of cereal uh but i i have also been uh going on these super duper long constitutionals uh like yesterday i went for a walk and uh just looked up and realized that I had walked all the way to the national Mm -hmm. uh, and went, Oh shit, I have to walk back now uh, and wound up walking for two and a half hours and eight miles. Uh, But that has become time to catch up on the, the backlog of many podcasts that I either already enjoy or want to try out. And uh, I have been, Uh, getting into a pod called spinsters which is two former uh two former ringer staffers Haley o'shaughnessy and jordan liggins doing a podcast about basketball uh and it's a really it's an interesting mix because the episodes don't all follow the same format some are kind of like what's going on in the nba right now uh but the one that i really greatly enjoyed uh, and would would recommend as an entree into this world is uh, the episode they did on how the history of women dunking is actually much longer than people tend to think it is. Uh, they also did an episode uh, around the NBA trade deadline uh, where they kind of tried to, I guess, interview people and, and figure out what it feels like to be traded. Uh, and that one is... Uh, sitting at the top of my podcast queue so I'll, I'll listen to it sometime this week but 
yeah, uh, Spinster is by Jordan Liggins and Haley O'Shaughnessy. It's on the Blue Wire podcast network and I think is very much worth your time if you are into basketball. So check it out. And uh, that's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, or subscribe to the show on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, please leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. All right.